the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. This hour, Exonation, we're going to be talking about one of the most fascinating subjects that we talk about here on the X. And we're going to be talking about near-death ex- experiences, but with a twist. We're going to be discussing the simple science behind near-death experiences. Now, near-death experiences, or as they're also known as NDEs, are a fascination for many. It's hard to dispute that something happens when we die because so many who have been brought to the edge of death and back report similar experiences usually involving a tunnel of light. No one has ever been able to explain this phenomenon until now. My guest this hour is Gloria Prima. Uh, She's going to be sharing the simple scientific explanation for the tunnel of light glimpsed by those who have had brushes with death. But ExoNation, don't let the word scientific fool you, because this guest will also demonstrate that science and spirituality are one and the same. Joining us by Skype from Saudi Arabia this hour is my special guest, Gloria Prima. She is the author of a new book entitled, It's All Light, The Morphic Resonance of Light, A Unified Theory. And uh, Gloria, welcome to the X-Zone. 
Thank you, Rob. Thank you for inviting me. It's my great pleasure. Uh, where did your fascination with near-death experiences come from? It really arose as a result of studying conventional science on the one hand, mm -hmm. and at the same time I was having um, spiritual experiences. Um, it really began with a spiritual healing experience I had around about the same time as I started my science degree. And that then led me into studying uh, what, you know, what we call spirituality, mm -hmm. uh, different spiritual phenomena, that type of thing, um, and ancient, you know, spiritual texts, just to try and get a, a picture of what was going on and explain the experiences I was having. So for many, many years, I was studying conventional science and spirituality side by side. And it was really as a result of that, the two of them coming together. But it took a long time, you know, it took years before mm -hmm. I could sort of bring them both together. But I knew that I knew that the spiritual experiences I was having and reading about must have an explanation. I knew that somehow they would have to be explained by science, although present day science doesn't go near that subject, usually, in yeah. most cases. So the near-death experience, really, it was really just part of the whole theory. Um, you know, when I looked into that subject, mm -hmm. the things that people talked about, you know, when they felt themselves outside their body, um, that they were still alive. Yes. Uh, although they were outside their body, um, the tunnel of light that they see and things like that. I felt, I found I could explain that with the same theory. All right, and Gloria. That's really how I got into that subject. All right, dear, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Please stand by, and once again, thank you very much for joining us. Exonation, my guest this hour is Gloria Prima. She is the author of It's All Light, The Morphic Resonance of Light, A Unified Theory. And her website is www. All right, I'll let you all go and get your pencils and paper. Okay, here we go. www.itsalllight.co. UK. That's www.itsalllight.co.uk. Gloria Prem is my special guest for this hour. We're talking about near-death experiences and science and much more. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon, and we're coming to you from our studios worldwide from our Hamilton, Ontario location. Whatever you do, don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My guest this hour is Gloria Prima. We're going to be talking about the simple science behind near-death experiences. And uh, Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann was an appropriate song that uh, my producers picked for the, you know, the bumper into this segment. Um, what, is your, what is the main message of your book, and, and why is it different from other books out there when it comes to near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, and spirituality? Well, the main message really is that 
I'm saying everything is made of light mm -hmm. and it's either seen or unseen. Now, you know, people tend to talk about spirit and matter as being opposite things. Right. But those terms I find are quite divisive. Um, you know, they have emotional associations attached to them. So I, I refer to it as seen and unseen light because, uh, you know, if you, if you look at, say, our electromagnetic spectrum that describes our reality in this 3D reality, we're, mm -hmm. we're only uh, able to perceive a very, very narrow bandwidth of that full spectrum. We don't see most of reality. So I'm saying that, you know, most of reality is unseen by us. So it's like light is either seen or unseen. Now, I also go on to describe how there are other levels of consciousness which operate at a faster speed of light. And they're harmonic octaves of light. And, of course, we don't perceive them because we can't even perceive most of our 3D reality. So these other octaves are the other dimensions. It's what we, you know, we, we have different names for it, like higher dimensions mm -hmm. or other dimensions, other realities. And even quantum physics talks about other dimensions. You know, they talk about uh, at least 11 other dimensions. But, I mean, I'm, say I'm saying, well, there could be infinite dimensions. There's no reason why it would end. But, um, you know, I, I call them harmonic octaves because the whole theory is saying that it's all light. Everything's made of light. Now, I give lots of evidence for this. And, and even sound is light. Sound and light are the same thing, but at different speeds. And, you know, that may sound very strange to say that, but uh, if, you, if you play the middle C on a piano, for example, 40 octaves higher, mm -hmm. it produces the frequency of the color blue. So sound is light, but at a slower, a slower speed, excuse me, <clears throat> at a slower speed. And of course, and of course, in this industry, in the broadcast industry, there's actual programs that we use that for recording, and we can either get the voice track or uh, in a waveform, or we can actually get the voice track in the spectral realm, so we can actually exactly. see the colors of that you're talking about, and that is most fascinating. But you know, what is your main evidence, Gloria, for saying everything is made of light? The main evidence really comes from the fact that I can explain perpetual motion using this theory. I'm saying that every particle of matter, subatomic particle, particle atoms, etc., everything is made from light. Mm -hmm. Now, quantum physics says that particles, subatomic particles, are nothing but energy, right? This is what they say. It's just vibrating energy. We know that from quantum physics. And these particles are in constant motion, but science doesn't know why they're in constant motion or where that, where that motion comes from. They, they can't explain it. But if you consider that they're made from light, we also know in science that light has no rest energy. It, it is perpetual motion. So, you know, it follows that if the particles are made from light, this would explain the perpetual motion of the particles. Would this explain but, when you say that we, we can't see the entire spectrum, we can't see past the third dimension, there are other dimensions there. 
Is, would this explain why some people can see what they call ghosts and spirits and other people can't? Yes, exactly. It's really all to do with what you're tuned into. Ah. I, I like to use the analogy of a radio set or a TV set, sure. for example. You know, you tune into a particular frequency and you pick up a, a sound or a picture. Mm-hmm. And you tune, say you turn the dial, you tune into a different frequency, that picture disappears and you pick up a whole different picture. But all of those pictures and sounds are there all the time. But you only perceive one if you tune to that particular frequency. If we... Let, let's just take the, the, the theory one step further and... Would this explain why some people receive psychic impressions because of the the ability of light to traverse time and space and it knows no boundaries, it knows no time limitations and that the present and the future and the future is the present and so on and so forth? Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, con- consciousness, there's been so many experiments have mm-hmm. been done which have shown that consciousness is is everywhere. In physics terms, it's non-local. And um, that means it's everywhere at the same time. So time and space have no relevance when you when you consider it from that angle. So it's everywhere. And it's, it's a difficult concept for us to grasp sometimes because we're so used to perceiving our consciousness, mm-hmm. being within ourselves and experiencing time. But in reality, time and space are relative. It's all relative. I actually go into this in depth in the, in in my book in the whole theory, but um, it also, looking at it this way, it also explains and unifies quantum theory with relativity, because I liken them to opposite ends of a spectrum. On the one end, on the one end, you have quantum, what we call quantum theory, yeah. where we have slower speeds and we experience time past, present, future. And on the other end, you have much faster speeds. And you know, we know in physics, when you travel very, very fast, time slows down. So logically, if you travel at ultimate speeds, time would slow down to the point where there's no time. So that means past, present, future are all the same thing. There's only, there's only now. So there would be no time. And that's, that's relativity. You know, so on one end, we have relativity, mm-hmm. no time. No free will, in a sense, because everything, in a sense, has already happened. But on the other end, you have quantum theory where where we experience time because speeds are slower. So in that way, you can unify quantum theory and relativity as they're they're simply opposite ends of a spectrum of speed. Gloria, what is the most controversial aspect about your theory? Probably the fact I'm saying that there are speeds faster than light, <laughs> but um, you know it can be quite blasphemous to say to say that. I but suppose. why? But, why? But well, but on well because it's taken as a given in science that nothing travels faster in, than light. I mean, this is what we're told. This is what we're taught when we study science. But there there has actually been an experiment done by um, Professor Gunther Nimps of the University of Cologne in Germany. Mm-hmm. And he sent a piece of information. It was a, a Mozart a piece of music. He sent it at 4.7 times the speed of light. Now, 
you know, then there were some arguments as to what constitutes information, but but music is information. So, you know, that's that one experiment proves that if it can be done once, it can be replicated. The problem I have with science is they take everything for granted that just because we cannot at this time in our evolution with our limited knowledge and our limited um, way of understanding, even quantum physics, that it's impossible that anything is more than we know. And isn't that a very narrow-minded attitude? Absolutely. Uh, We are only aware of so much of reality because mm-hmm. our senses are limited. Our five senses are, are very limited. And, you know, we know this just from looking at the electromagnetic spectrum, we, this very narrow band in the spectrum that we can perceive, but then we know either end, we have all of these frequencies, like on, on one end it goes out to radio waves, microwaves, the other end it goes out to um, gamma waves, x-rays, you know, we know they're there because mm-hmm. we've we've created instruments that can detect them. So they are they are there. But I mean, what I'm saying that that may be more controversial is, I'm saying that okay, that's one spectrum. That's mm-hmm. the one that we know. But I'm saying that there are because of because of sound because sound and light being the same thing. I'm saying that there are harmonic octaves of this spectrum which are operating at faster speeds now. Um, you know, the octave on on the music scale, every octave is double the frequency of the previous one. So if you follow that that principle, the next dimension up, if you like, the next octave would be double the frequency. And then the next one again would be four times. But what you're because saying, you're, doubling, you're what, doubling all the time. What you're saying makes perfect sense. It, it is so simple. Why it ha- is. It's very, the whole theory is yeah. very, very simple. And, and it all fits in. You know, I can explain all of the laws of physics with the same theory. And I can also explain spiritual phenomena, what we call, you know, spiritual phenomena. Yes. Things like en- near-death experiences, things like uh, healing effects and telepathy clairvoyance, all those kind of things all fit into the same theory because the unseen light I mentioned at the beginning, the un, the unseen dimensions are simply, you know, our inability to tune into them. And once there are ways you can you can learn to tune into them through meditation, for example. And, and this is the home of the spiritual phenomena where you see things and perceive things that you wouldn't normally perceive. I'm going to ask you to hold on. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Gloria, thanks very much for joining us. Very interesting. What do we call it? A theory? But it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Well, it does to me. I've studied it for long enough. Well, stand by, young lady. You and I have to take a news break at the bottom of the hour. ExoNation Gloria Prim is our special guest. Her website is www.itsalllight.com. Dot co dot uk. That's www.itsalllight.co.uk. And she's the author of It's All Light, The Morphic Resonance of Light, A Unified Theory. And we'll be back on the other side of this news break as we continue with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We're the ball, we're on my 
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Welcome back, everyone. Gloria Prema is our special guest. She's the author of a brand new book that's out that really simplifies life. And you know what I love about Gloria? She talks to make you understand. And, I, you know, during the commercial break, Gloria and I were talking as we were coming back into, the, into this uh, segment. My mind was racing. And, Gloria, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Thank you. Be- beings of light that people report seeing, the light at the end of the tunnel that people talk about after they've had a near-death experience. Are you saying that why we seem to be in our physical self is because we're vibrating, and that's what music is, is a vibration at a, at a slower rate than the light beings that we can't see, that, that we do see from time to time? Yes. When we're in the body, you know, when we're alive right. in the body, we're... Our consciousness, usually through wrong education from the, you know, just the way we're conditioned mm-hmm. from a young age, where we're, uh, you know, we our consciousness vibrates to a certain frequency, which allows us to perceive with our five senses. And some people are born with an ability to perceive other things, and and actually it's quite common in very young children, and um, that's a lot to do with their. Uh, frequency of their brain waves that they tend to be in theta and delta when they're very young up to about the age of six and in that state you can perceive other other frequencies more easily and that's why very very young children often you know they're often able to see people that yeah. adults see that's <laughs> quite common you know I, and, and that's why children seem to be playing with their imaginary friends but their friends aren't really imaginary they're actually understanding them and seeing them Yes, I think so. I think yeah. they're quite probably, pro- quite pro- probably actually there, you know, I and agree. They're, they're they're seeing real people, and um, so when we pass the age of about six or seven, we the the frequency of the consciousness tends to go into uh, beta and alpha states, and we tend to stay in that most of our, our in our adulthood. But it's possible to get back to the theta and delta range with, through things like meditation, for example. 
and that's why people often start to really open up spiritually and um, perceive other realities when they enter deep meditation. Now, we talked briefly about morphic resonance of light. I was wondering if you could explain it to our audience what morphic resonance of light actually is. Yes, it's morphic. The word morphic means form or structure. Mm -hmm. And the word resonance means continuous sounding. So what I'm saying is the morphic resonance of light, the morphic fields or templates exist as a kind of, it's a template, it's a, like a blueprint for structure. And that's what's holding matter in place. It's actually being held together by sound. Now, how I came across this was through the work of um, Ernest Chladny. He was an Austrian physicist in the early 1900s, and he did, he did work on morphic resonance. And what he did was he took a metal plate attached a frequency generator to it and scattered sand on the plate and then he found that when he changed the frequencies the the sand formed different patterns according to the different frequencies and as soon as he changed mm -hmm. the frequency an entirely different pattern formed and then in the 1950s uh, Dr. Hans Jenny continued this work and he, he, he took it further and he experimented with liquids and all kinds of things, and he found he could produce any kind of form or shape using the same principle simply by changing the frequency. I've seen experiments so, being done like that. Uh, people have used uh, speakers, and what they do is they put them in, they put like a, a saran wrap around the top of the speaker, very tight, put sand on it, like you were saying, in a in a circular form, and. This different sounds make different forms, and that's just confirming what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. And I did these experiments myself as well in Aberdeen oh. University, and I, and you know, I, just to confirm it for myself. And um, and it's true that sound does create form and structure. So what I'm saying is that everything, all matter, is held together by sound, and as long as the sound is continuous and resonates, the form. You know, the form exists. And I'm also seeing it exists on these other faster dimensions because we're like an onion. We have levels to mm -hmm. us and different levels of consciousness on the different levels. So these templates exist. And that's why when, when we die, when we leave our body, in a sense, we still have a body. And this is the evidence from near-death studies that we do still have a body. But it's existing at a, a faster frequency. And that's why... Most people, you know, don't see it. Uh, most people just don't see people who have passed on because it's, it's at a different frequency. But we still have a body because this morphic resonance template is still in existence. I've, and that's, I've, what's, that's what's holding all matter together. It's sound. But, you know, I've said mm -hmm. sound is light. It's the same thing. So that's why I'm saying everything is light. You know, I've had the opportunity of speaking to a number of nurses and other medical professionals who have uh, been at... The, the side of a person in their final moments of this existence. And at that time, they see people from their past who have passed on. And, and is this them revving up, and I, I don't mean to be sarcastic when I say this, is this them revving up their, their, vi, uh, their, their vibrational field in order to go to the next dimension or the next level of existence after they pass on that they're able to see? And, and some actually communicate 
with these unseen beings. Yes, that's exactly what's happening, and it's and it's quite common actually for that to happen. And what's happening is the consciousness, you know, this the 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 soul. We haven't talked about the soul, but you know, that's really the consciousness is everything, and the consciousness is really the soul on many levels. But it it knows when it's time, you know, when it's nearing the time, and so it starts to loosen from the rate of vibration of the physical body. And and this is why people who are near death, you know, they start to see, they start to become aware of mm -hmm. the, the other dimensions. The, let's, let's talk more about the soul. Where does the soul originate from? Well, that's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, well, I, fi I figured you've made everything else seem so simple. Maybe you could uh, simplify this question. <laughs> Yeah, it is. A, it's a very deep subject, actually. This the soul is, it's part. It's light, mm -hmm. consciousness, and light. The same thing, and it's a spark. People call it. Um, the ancient spiritual writings call it a spark, of the divine spark. In other words, you know, and that's that's alluding to light as well. You know, we're we're like a spark of the flame. We're part of it. It's we're connected to it. You know, we're all a part of it we're not separate we just believe we're separate but we're not and when you look into uh, consciousness and and you know i'm explaining it's the same thing of light i equate it to light because they're both non-local they're both everywhere at the same time is so it, really the soul the soul is really everywhere at the same time and you know then you can talk about um well why is the soul here in a physical body mm -hmm. and that then gets into the subject of um, evolution and you know the spiritual writings say that the soul comes into evolution in a physical body to experience to remember its divine nature and when we die hopefully we've gained some experience towards our evolution is, is it possible that way back when in our history during the early uh, biblical times that this is what was mentioned meant by as as in the Bible it says during creation and God said let us create man in our image in our own likeness could this be the first clue as to what it actually means that we weren't uh, that that if we're part of, of of some entity light being that we as humans are actually light beings in a mortal body. And then once the mortal or biological unit cannot function anymore, our spirit then goes until we are put into another biological unit, which then in fact, your theory confirms the existence of reincarnation. Well, yes, I do talk about reincarnation because it makes sense in, as part of the whole theory. Because life is cyclic, you know, mm -hmm. we know that we know that life is cyclic, nature is cyclic. And also, if you consider that we are souls having a human experience, you know, we're, in essence, we're spiritual beings having a human experience, then we obviously don't learn everything we need in one lifetime. That's true. And we make mistakes. So there has to be a mechanism for us to evolve and to have all the experiences that we need to have in order to you know to be evolved 
So I think that's the reason for reincarnation. You know, we see we see a similar thing in nature. You know, you have a bulb in the garden, yeah. and in the spring the flower comes up from the bulb. Mm-hmm. It lives for the summer, and then at the end of summer it dies, and it looks as if it has disappeared, but the bulb is still there. And then in the spring another flower comes up, and you know it's like another body. So the the bulb I'm likening the bulb to the soul. But um, that's just a simple example of how how life is is all cyclic. You know, you you talk about near-death experiences. How do near-death experiences fit into your theory, and what is the tunnel of light that everyone talks about? Yes, um, the tunnel of light, is. that's really what uh, intrigued me about the whole near-death experience, because when I talk about everything being made of light, the mm-hmm. light becomes, the you know, the light wave becomes a particle because of sound. And, you know, we can go on to talk about that later. But the spinning particle of light, subatomic particles are spinning light. It's the same principle. They produce, a, when a light wave stops onto one point, when it's held on one point because of sound, which is the morphic resonance template, a light would a light which is spiraling would naturally just keep spir- spiraling in on itself becoming a little vortex now the vortex principle is found throughout all of nature as well the spiraling and spinning it's the same thing um, spiraling is just spinning with distance but that principle is found throughout all of nature even the word universe is from Latin, it means uni means one, versum means curve. So even the word universe means one curve, one spiral. And, you know, subatomic particles spin, um, atoms spin, planets spin, galaxies spiral. You know, this principle is found throughout all of nature. So that then brings you to the tunnel of light that people see. And people who come back and talk about their experience say that, they see this uh, looks like a tunnel mm-hmm. of light, and they say they feel drawn towards it. Now, a vortex naturally draws everything in towards the center. That's its natural, um, you know, that's what it does naturally, a spiral sure. pulling everything into the center. So that would explain the tunnel of light that people see. It's simply uh, another spinning vortex of light. And they feel drawn into it. Then how would we explain the life review that they go through? Where does this fit in? Well, everything, you know, then one of the laws of um, energy says that energy can't be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. So our consciousness is energy, you know, because it gives us the ability to do work, which is the definition of energy. So it's eternal. It can't be created or destroyed. It can't be destroyed. And so it must exist even when we die, when we leave the body, it still exists. Now, the morphic resonance templates, the morphic resonance fields, if you want to call them that, they contain memory as well because everything is stored and recorded. There's nothing that's lost. Um, in the, If you look, in the, look at the old... Uh, spiritual philosophies they talk about the akashic records i was just going to ask you about that yeah and uh these these were known in ancient times and they're simply a 
a recording of mm-hmm. everything. And and of course, of course, uh, we've got to take a commercial break here very shortly. But even in the Superman movies, everything that has been done and is known is maintained in small crystals. So even, yes, you know. So yes. here we go. Once again, you're making everything very simple and understandable. ExoNation, our special guest this hour is Gloria Prima. Her website is www.itsalllight.co.uk. And the name of her book is It's All Light, The Morphic Resonance of Light, A Unified Theory. And Gloria and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about the simple science behind uh, near-death experiences, and our special guest is Gloria Prima. Her website is www.itsalllight.co.uk, and the name of her book is It's All Light, The Morphic Resonance of Light, A Unified Theory. And Christmas is just around the corner, ExoNation. This would be an ideal Christmas gift. It's plain, it's simple, and you know what? In your mind, as you're reading this book, you start connecting dots, just like we've been doing here on the show tonight. Gloria, where does, in your opinion, the UFO phenomenon fit into the light? Well, I think, you know, what happens when people see UFOs, Mm -hmm. um, they're either, there's one of two things happen. Either they have temporarily increased this the speed of their frequency mm-hmm. which means they can then perceive another reality as we talked about and this can happen through you know if they've been doing meditation or sometimes uh, even having a shock can increase the frequency temporarily so they may see a ufo and somebody next to them may not see it because they're tuned to a different frequency and that happens quite often or the other reason is the UFOs themselves, and you know that you know we could talk about what what they are another time. Perhaps, sure, but I'd appreciate that. They, what they do, I believe, when they suddenly disappear, and those of us who've seen them, this is what they tend to do: one second they're there, the next second they're gone. Mm-hmm. How they do that, I believe, is by just simply shifting their frequency. It's the same principle. You know, they, they they can temporarily lower their frequency to be seen if they want to be seen. And to disappear, they just simply shift their frequency and they're gone. You know, because increasing speed creates invisibility. If you think of, for example, helicopter blades, and if they're spinning very fast, you don't actually see them. They become invisible. So they're still in, they're still in reality in 3D, obviously, but I'm just using that explanation as a way of saying that speed speed creates invisibility that's how it's done 
And how does this all fit in with the consciousness, God, universal mind? Well, everything, as I said, you know, is, is consciousness. Right. It's everywhere, and we know that from experiments. It's, it's absolutely everywhere. And I give lots of evidence in the book about all of these experiments, which prove that, which prove that consciousness is everywhere. It's not just inside our head, it's everywhere. And so, you know, when, when, because consciousness is everywhere, you know, we, we can connect anywhere instantly. And as I said already as well, that, you know, we're, when we talked about the soul, the soul is like a spark of the flame. It's because it's consciousness, it's connected to everything. So all of it together, the whole accumulation of all the light and everything that's made from the light is what we could call, you know, you can call it any number of names. God might be one of them. Universal intelligence. You know, this fundamental uh, force, this intelligence that's everywhere. And nature is intelligent, we know that. So this consciousness is very intelligent and it's and it's everywhere. In physics terms, it's non-local. And we're all intimately connected to it. We're all a part of it. Gloria, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's been an extremely interesting hour and I'd love to have you back on to talk about the UFO phenomenon another time using your simplistic way of making points. ExoNation, our guest has been Gloria Prema. Her website is www.itsalllight.co.uk. I'll be back after the news as we continue here in the X Zone. Don't go away. Thank you, Robert.